Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Immune support, find Go Healthy, Go the Defence from Chemist Warehouse. Now from just $16.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Tuesday the 14th of June, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. I'm in Hamilton, I'm up the far north, and Uncle, well, he's down the far south. He's in Queenstown. Morena, morena, morena. Uncle. Morena, brother. I'm, uh, geez, it's cold down here, mate. It's got to be <laughs> zero degrees, I reckon. <laughs> Snow everywhere. I don't know. Now I know why um, Louis a little bit, you know, got a few nuts loose up top there. Because, <laughs> um, you know, he lives in that country, it's that cold country down there. So, um, yeah, man, had a, great, had a great time down here yesterday, um, Izzy. And, mate, it's always nice flying into Queenstown. Yes, Frank. Yes, it is, for sure. I'm looking forward to um, getting down there uh, next week, mate. Going to take the family and, and have a wee break with them. So, looking forward to that, mate. You just warm that spot up for me, eh? And hope you had a good day with the crew, Mark, and the PGG Wrightsons boys. They're absolute champions. I'm doing the Thursday one, so looking forward to that. But um, coming up on the show, we're going to talk to Sione Famuina after 7 o'clock. He's played 88 games, two tests. We'll have a chat to him about what he's been up to lately and also about the Warriors. Stacey Jones, can he inspire 
the Warriors. We'll chat a bit more about that today, no doubt. And also staying on the rugby theme today, we select our All Blacks first five leading into the Irish. Not only just the Irish, I reckon leading us to the World Cup. The team was named yesterday. So this is your chance to voice your appreciation and concerns uh, about the selection. Six new faces in the squad. Aidan Ross, Pitaka Sokula, Falau Fakatava, Stephen Perofita, Roger Tuivasa-Shek, and Lester Fainganuku. So uh, some exciting new prospects going through to the All Blacks. Some big omissions, I must say. Some surprising omissions uh, that uh, we'll debate throughout the morning. And then after eight, get this, we get the selector on, Grant Fox will come on and, and chat to us about the selections of the squad yesterday. And uh, if you've got any concerns or any questions of some selections that you want to be know the answers to, flick us a, a message on double eight double three, and we will get those to Grant Fox uh, after 8 o'clock. So looking forward to that. And then to end the show, it is Karaka weaning sales this Friday. We're going to chat to Kane Jones, New Zealand Bloodstock agent, uh, leading into those sales coming up on Friday. Uncle, those sales, uh, are they something that you're keen on? Or you ever head to those ones? Yeah, yeah, I go up there. Alan, Alan heads up. I normally go out there and catch up with him. Um, you know, if he's if he's out there, he's all across the sales, obviously looking for uh, a bargain and a winner. So, yep. um, yeah, mate, Karaka uh, out there is awesome spot. I've got that new... Uh, is it a Sofitel out there? That yeah. Dave Ellis oh, no, no. built out there? Hilton. It's, it's uh, a Hilton. 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 That's the Peter Vellis had built. Oh, yeah, close. <laughs> close. <laughs> the, the Hilton. It's, uh, it's a nice one. It's um, Yeah, it's, it's it's got a good chef. I've been doing a little bit of work with the head chef. He's um he's really good at what he does. So, oh, Meenunk. Oh, that'll be good. So, you were going to have a chat to Kane Jones uh, later on in the show about that. And no doubt we'll rip into some... Some more cricket chat. I was listening to you, Louis. Uh, obviously, pretty evenly poised um, situation at the moment. Or, or, or England in the driving seat. Oh, I can't really... Watch. I was listening to your, your chat. So, obviously, yeah, they're up 2-2-3-8, two, two, the leading boy. Um, I two, don't two, know. 2 4 four, 7 Yeah. Got one more day. Do they just try and survive? Or do they try and just get a quick fire 40 and dangle a carrot? Well... That, so that's what I was wondering. Is he, I don't know what the I don't know what the score is that they would need. I don't know oh. what Bears would want. I don't know if it is almost is what it is now. Two two forty. It's kind of like England. If they get three hundred, if they can get something sorted to to three hundred, or or you know if they skittle them, Bears will be real. Mate, you know Bears. Yeah, I think I think three hundred might be too much. I don't know because England. Yeah, I I do. I know what you mean. But the thing is, they've got the upper hand in the test. That like they don't need. I know they want to put it to bed. So this is the mind games part of Test cricket. Like Gary Stead and Tom Latham there, and the crew are trying to work out what they can leave there. And I think so. Your Gary Stead and your and your Tom Latham, you need a win. Yes. Your Bears McCullum, and your one nil up. You, want you ain't going to go for the draw. I tell you that. <laughs> but that oh, man, it's it's interesting. Like I just, I'm trying to think if Bears will just say, "Look, batting down the hatches, boys," and let's just, you know, just play for this draw. 
Nah. I just can't. I just can't nah. picture it. I just can't nah. picture him saying, "Boys, nah, he's just chill, eh? He's just chill and park up, eh? And just stay in your crease." But mm. then on the flip side, it's like the Black Caps haven't played super well. They've lost their captain out. Like, do they just try extend the series? And do they try and like? Do they, they don't want to leave themselves vulnerable here? Yeah. And do they just try to extend the series and go to the next one after, you know, having a funny old test match with some pretty average batting, some really good batting? Like, it, there's a, a real mixed bag in there. It so is, the pitch changes, is it? Just, was, we just had a bit of a collapse, or was it? Oh, yeah. some of the wickets today are pretty average. Oh. Um, hey, well, let's look. I, I was, I caught a wee bit of it. Uh, I'm sure lots of people are listening to it on ECNZ overnight and let's go to the phone lines the Kennard's higher phone line 0800 150 811 we've got Charlie on the road Charlie what's the number that the Black Caps should leave there for the English and Bears to have a crack do you think what do they want to leave leave the lead to well listening to Henry Moran the highest run chase on St Bridges 284 which oddly enough was England against New Zealand um, I think if they can waste give England only 75 overs to get the runs. They'll, they'll have a chance to think England will bite if they get to 260. Yeah. Might be as much as they'll get because there's only, isn't there only Bolt and the well, Welsh has become because Jameson won bat. There's only two more batsmen left. So if they can get a quick fire 30 or 40, it's going to be a game on because Baz won on a draw win. Nah. Yeah, that was my next question, Charlie. Does Bears go for the draw or just swing for the fences? <laughs> well, it doesn't need to swing for the fences because the average run runs at the moment are about three and over. Um, mm. he, he's not going to wait for a draw, mate. If, if the Black Caps leave them 300 to score, then it's a draw. They'll have to play for a draw, but if it leaves them anything gettable, four and over... He'll go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, Charlie. And you, he doesn't yeah. have to swing for the fences. What they'll do, they'll go in and they will start their innings like they would. They'll start positively. Alex Lee, Zach Crawley. Um, if someone drops, Ollie Pope, Joe Root will come in. And with Ollie Pope, Joe Root, Johnny Bearstow, Ben Stokes, but in particular, Pope, or those four, Pope, Root, Bearstow, Stokes, what they have is batsmen that can up the run rate at any stage. So they probably won't be necessarily worried about that. It'll just be whether they can get off to enough of a platform and how much time the Black Caps leave for them. Fascinating. This is why Test Cricket's the best. The mind games, the different intricacies of what could happen as Ian Kempe, it's, um, nah, it's pretty, pretty exciting. So I'll be fascinated to see what happens tonight. And then tomorrow morning, boys, it's all about the All Whites. Dan McCarty, Ooh. David Choke have the car keys. So they will be taking you through from 6 till, well, as soon as kickoff, all the way through till 9am tomorrow. And right now, Australia is in their one-on-one shootout with Peru. And Peru obviously beat us four years ago. So the footballing world's come alight. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Obviously, big news for us to be able to host the the commentary for all our listeners. And we've got some big fans in New Zealand too. So, look, we spoke to David Choate yesterday about who's who's the favourites. And he, he loved the Kiwis, uh, the All Whites opportunity and their, their kind of chances. You know, a one-off game uh, in a neutral ground where Costa Rica traditionally haven't been so great away from their own kind of cauldron. So, uh, mate. I'm excited. And you know what I'm excited, boys? We've heard a nice little sleep in, haven't we? Oh, just a little just a little one, you know. Get up at six, turn the 
turn the uh, the app on on the phone just lie there, have a nice cuddle and listen to the All Whites get the job done. How good. Yeah, nice. <laughs> plenty of plenty of sport, mate. Everywhere you look at the moment, from the All Blacks to the All Whites to, you know, the cricket. Um, but I agree, I agree with Bez. If Bez can wrap it, wrap it up and get two zip, he'll go, he'll go for it. He'll oh. absolutely go for it. So oh. um, just listening to Louis talk, I think I think the All Blacks will bat out a little bit longer than 300 because 300s probably uh, gives the English a sniff. You know, they'd mm-hmm. want to they want to get the draw now and go go to the back end of the last test to try and get a win and level the series. But um, yeah, the All Whites for me against uh, the I, I guess the the entertainers up there aren't they those those type of sides of South Americans that, that like scoring plenty of goals. It's going to be real interesting to see how they how they shape up. A lot of news this morning about that. Um, and, yeah, I guess you'll like that tomorrow, is he? Sleeping in. You love sleeping in. <laughs> sleeping in the holidays. That should be your new nickname, holiday. <laughs> oh. Oh, Uncle, my first Six, holiday of the year. Four, four, do, four jobs, Dag. And, aren't you on a holiday right now, Kibbe? <laughs> Uncle, Beautiful. Take, what, well, it wasn't quite a holiday. I was not quite a holiday. I'm full of, I came down here and um, what are you doing, Mark Shaw. You know, you know Mark. Is he good bloke? Yeah, he's a you man. Know, PGG rights and turf. Um, talking about all those pitches that these games are going to be on. Talking all the best guys down here in Queenstown. There, they're basically pitching Queenstown. Um, he was telling me yesterday as a golfing destination for the world. They're opening the world up. There's all these new golf courses that Michael Hill on them have put together down here and they've got all the PGG rights and turf guys in town and met some really good blokes and I made sure is because I know you love a game of golf <laughs> I talked to the superintendent at uh, Millbrook uh, yep. James O'Malley um, yep. so you know made sure put our name forward for that and, and especially the boys at Arrowtown who are really good blokes and Rick McRae from um, who was a super there and his uh, his offside and uh, Mason Calder Mm. So when you come down to Queenstown, mate, just whip in there. We they'll they'll look after you. They're really good dudes. Um, had a couple of beers with them last night and a chat about love sport. Oh, yeah. they just love league, mate. They couldn't stop talking about rugby league down here. The Southerners. Uh, yeah. Sure, it wasn't so you. Yeah, mate. We had a ball. We had an absolute ball. Um, and one guy I did meet down here was Tian um, Collins, the snowboarder, our world champion snowboarder. His dad. Yeah. Greg Collins is one of the, the supers down here. So really small world. I was talking about Newcastle. The bloke actually was born in Maitland, um, which is just around the corner from Joey and Matty Johns in Cessnock. Mm. And uh, I was telling a few Newcastle stories. He said, oh, I'm from Newcastle. And then we got talking. He said, oh, and my son's Tian, um, New Zealand's world snowboard champ. So I said, oh, mate, flickers his number. Boys like getting um, our world champs on the on the blower. And we'll get, I said, we'll get Tian on and have a chat. So... Really good day with PGG Rights and um, you know, major sponsor of, of us. And Mark Shaw put on a good... He's doing a what's called a road show, mate. He told me going mm. through the whole of the South Island back up to Auckland and ending up with you on Thursday. Yeah, mate. I'm good, I'm good mates with Mark. I've met him last year and uh, they did an awesome job down here in Christchurch, actually. They helped me out with a few things at home. and So he's been a, an absolute champion. And, yeah, I'm going up to Auckland on Thursday. So... Uh, Thursday after the show, fly up to Auckland, got to go do the same thing, situation as you, and and get that job done. And then next week, Uncle, yes, I'm going for a nice wee break. Going to go stay at Millbrook for the week and play some golf and play in actually the hills on Sunday, Unc. So I'm looking forward to wrapping into some golf when I'm down there and just just relaxing and um, and just having some good fa- family time. Oh, it's a beautiful been... spot down here too, is he? It's a oh. beautiful spot. I guess when you're on the road constantly, mate, my, my kids kind of 
that I would get to see dad and, and then I make silly decisions, go home and I'm a bit tired because obviously went out a bit late. So, uh, <laughs> you know, be good to just have a little nice week uh, um, with the family, mate. So well done. Looking forward to that. Tian Collins, eh? We always chat to, to the young man. I know he sent his uh, article through to our WhatsApp group and um, like we say, we love championing uh, our champions. And we've got so many, mate. Our winter sport is just flying uh, at the moment. So we got to celebrate it. We've got to talk about it. And no doubt we want to talk about this. Izzy, RTS, will be our 38 dual co-player if he plays. If you and Kempi had to pick one other to join the AB squad, who would it be? Which league would you love to see just have a little crack at the game of Union, Uncle? Anyone spring Ooh. to your mind straight away? Uh, yeah, I would. I, I think the guy that I I would really like to see have a crack at rugby union, um, and he I, he might be a start for the next World Cup, but definitely the one after that. And we'll talk about that on off the back fence. Is um, the young boy that plays on the wing at, at Sydney City, um, Sawali? So you know the way the way that he gets around the football field. I just think you know he he reminds me a lot of Sonny Bill Williams. I think he's going to end up in the centres and probably end up in the back row. So once he yeah. grows into that that body of his, um, he's going to be an absolute champion. So uh, the Roger the Roger thing is is really really interesting for me because mm. I think if they weren't panicking uh, the rugby league community, they should be panicking right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's interesting. You know, yeah, because he was so close. I know Dave Rennie, he threw the kitchen sink at him to try and get him to go play the Union and, and get him to the Wallabies and and start playing and, and being a part of the academy. He's a huge shout, and I think he'd go great because he played it through all, all through high school. For me, I'd love to see the other side of the field, Joseph Manu. Joseph Manu, I'd love to see him have a crack. If there's any opportunity for, for Joseph Manu to get out there and, and have a crack at centre, mate, just reminds me of a just a, a guy that's got so much skill. I'm you hate comparing, but you know, I think he's got a he's a more silkier probably than a Conrad Smith, but he works hard, he's got a nice fend on him, defensively really, really good. So Joseph Manu would have to be the guy for me, Louis. Yeah, love it, Izzy. I thought you were going to say reminds me of an Izzy Dag, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, which, which would have been pretty loose. Uh, Twenty minutes past six. That that's right. That All Black squad was huge news yesterday. Can't wait. Question of the day. And we're going to open the phone lines. Well, right now, but also later on in the show, and we're going to talk to Grant Fox. It's going to dominate a lot of the discussion today, as it should, because an All Black squad is a huge day in New Zealand sport, and there's plenty to react to. The messages are coming through already. But with Chemist Warehouse, we're trying to make you feel a little bit warm this winter. The winter warmers giveaway rolls on, okay? Beat the chill, thanks to Chemist Warehouse. They've got some great giveaway packs, thanks to Healthery's. And today, you could get yourself one of these Chemist Warehouse packs. we got a couple of them to give away, I'm pretty sure. All you got to do is make us feel good. Who was the feel-good selection yesterday from the All Black squad? Who was the selection yesterday that made you go, oh, that's so cool, good on them? Because there are lots of hard luck stories. We know that. But I want to hear from you now. Who was the feel-good winter warmer selection story from yesterday's All Blacks announcement? Izzy and Kempe, their reactions and their answers after this. 21 minutes past six, here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.
Rapid immune support. Find Go Healthy, Go Their Defense from Chemist Warehouse. Now from just $16.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepaid plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Hey, we've got these winter warmer Chemist Warehouse packs to give away. We've got to do is give us a call on 0800 150 811 or text on the Temper Bedpost text machine, double eight double three. What was the selection yesterday for the All Black squad that made you the happiest? Which filled your heart with warmth and joy, Izzy? Oh, my... There's a couple there, but the one that really... It'll probably be similar to Kempe, really. I think Roger Tuivasa-Shek was kind of always going to be there. So the one that really warmed my heart and gave me the fuzzies and just real gave me a real... A sense of dedication and, um, you know, just uh, just a never give up attitude. Stephen Perafetta, I think for me, a guy at the start of the year would have never ever thought he'd ever be in the picture to to make the All Blacks. He's been a journeyman for the Taranaki outfit. He's had a yeah you know, a couple of games here or there where he's impressed for the Blues, but without a doubt, he's been one of the most um, uh, classiest, classy players this year. He's been, uh, can you know, showed a real classy bit of form, mate. So Stephen Petafeta for me, uh, just seeing that video with him at the Blues yesterday, and just all the boys rallying around him, having the cameras on him, just kind of hearing what his voices post, his message posted, mate, and how much it meant to him. So that that for me has to be uh, the the feel good story, Stephen Petafeta. Kimby, what about you? Yeah, no, that was um, oh, the Taranaki boys, obviously, a n- number of them there <laughs> taking over the all-black team, is he? Um, <laughs> catching up to you Crusaders. I thought that was a, that was a you know, for, from being from Taranaki, that um, was a really good story. But Roger Tuivasa-Sheik for me, um, knowing that he really wants to wear that jersey and the amount of effort that he's put in. And, uh, you know, you'd, a lot of people this year were saying, oh, he needs more time and we don't know if he's going to make the team. And then... You've got so many good outside backs that he has to get past uh, to see his name. I watched it on uh, Facebook last night, the actual naming of it, when they all the boys were sitting in the room and they called out his name. And, you know, knowing Roger, I just I thought, oh, man, that's really, really cool, you know. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the, 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 the big one for him is does he get a start in the test match? That's the that's the big one. Does he get a start this year? Are they, or are they just getting him in the side for cover and putting him in that environment, getting ready for the World Cup. Oh, he'll get an opportunity. I reckon he'll get an opportunity, maybe two or three, test three, potentially. Uh, Unc, um, yeah, uh, they're definitely going to get an opportunity. And you're right, just get him in there, get a real closer look at him with Fozzie, get him around um, um, the coaching group, around players that are in the same position where you can learn and, and build relationships with, mate. So, yeah, I, I agree, Unc. Like, he's made that decision. He left league where he's comfortable. And as athletes, we love being comfortable and being out of our own surroundings and having a crack at something that's foreign for him. Played a little bit at high school, but, you know, he's gone over and made his name in the league. He's made the switch. And even seen the Warriors... Um, Instagram page congratulating him and just get rallying behind him as a league community. So, yeah, that's a cool story. It's a cool story, huh? Is there a, I think I was asking you over the weekend, is there a chance that they can now manhandle his position? I know I've picked him as as an inside, as a midfielder, but is there a chance they could, like, filter him in from the wing and maybe see what happens from there? I, I don't know if that's possible. 
I th- they can, but for, for me, they don't want to um, give him too much to overload him. Like, as a, as a new guy coming into the All Blacks, he's already going to be nervous. There's always going to be a lot of messages going through his head. There's a lot of meetings. So to throw that at him, like, say, we're going to play at wing. And then he was like, oh, what am I going to do? You know, like, you've got to let him ease into it, let him settle, let him get into, this, into the environment, get an understanding of what's needed and what's involved in being the All Blacks. I don't think they'll throw that at him right now. He's capable because he's, he's a world-class athlete, 100%. But right now, I think uh, midfield's where they've seen him, where he's been learning and, and applying his trades. So just, just keep trying to grow that. And then potentially down the line, maybe make that switch and give him a bit more yeah, time. Yeah, he does, he does have that utility va- um, value. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He can play on the wing. He could slot in, you know, out, outside well, centre. Look, so. I, I th- I'm still just... And talking to a few people over the weekend, like I just still don't even think we've nearly seen the best of him on a rugby we, field. We haven't because I don't think he's had the ball in the space that he needs. I just no. I can't I can't get it through my head, and I'm kind of and I think I'll I'm holding on to this thing as he where I'm like I hope that Ian Foster disagrees with Leon McDonald about what he thinks his position is. I think we can't. I think Leon was at a situation he had outside backs, he had tens, he had fifteens, he didn't have a twelve. So that's an opportunity for it that that um. Roger Tuivasa-Shek had to do for the Blues. No one's bigger than the team. That was where he fitted. Honestly, I, I agree. I'd love to see him with 40 metres in front of him and whacking players and, and using his agility. His greatest asset, agility and, and speed. Man, I'd love to see that. And, and I'm pretty sure we will in time, but right now it's um, mm. it's in the midfield. Uh, some great messages. Mudgy Fakatava without doubt. Brad, you've come through with Falau Fakatava. He's gone down to Otago, learn off the best, and he has. Completely agree, mate. Um, one good one here from Joe. Aiden Ross is the feel-good story. Last year he would have made the All Blacks but broke his ankle from friendly fire when Angus Tava got tackled into him. He was carried off. His, um, yeah, as part of the New Zealand seventh star, Michaela Blyde was in tears and inconsolable. He was in great form that year and came back playing great rugby to make the score this year. That's from Joe. Joe, it's an awesome story. I didn't know that, actually. Mm. Um, more, and yeah, there's a good text here. Baz is 100% going to go for the win. Of course he is. 28 away from seven. What's the feel-good story of the, what's the feel-good all-black selection? We've got these Chemist Warehouse winter warmer packs. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse and Healtheries. We just need you to text or give us a call, 0800 150 811. What's the feel-good story of the All Blacks selection that makes you warm inside? Here's Adaha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. SNZ, 24 away from... Seven. Quizzy Dag's not far away. And we got a little TAB voucher for that today. Woohoo! As well as the Willamette Travel. Yes. Goldie 500 proposition. Right now, Peru and Australia are locked nil all in their intercontinental playoff. 32 minutes through. Oh, Australia would love to get back to the World Cup, but imagine if they didn't, but we did. <laughs> Just. Imagine that one. We love getting one over our cousins across the ditch, of course. We're asking you for the feel good selection of the All Blacks. Squad and for me, Lester Fanganuku. I remember watching Lester and his brother mm. Tima, I think his name was, yep, playing uh, for Nelson Boys High School when they were playing in the Press Cup a few years ago, and they were just dominant. One was playing centre, one was playing on the wing, and they were just running so hard through everybody. And you kind of knew then they had that look about them. And the way Lester has come on this year. Uh, and I think, who was it? Goody. Andrew Goodman said he is a 13 in time. He is yeah. 100% a 13 in time. 
and I think he could be a long-term centre. He is a young guy who seems to have a really good attitude. I don't know what they say about him around the Crusaders, is he? But he just seems like he's always got a smile on his face and he's doing it for the right reasons. But he is a good kid. And you got to say, he's still a young kid, mate. I was there when he first arrived and just someone that just got onto their work, asked all the right questions, um, you know, never, never, really, it wasn't a, you know, didn't clown around or, or joke around, just really got into his work, um, trained the house down, mate, and, and was so close. I said to your uncle on the uh, previous show, so close to going to league, like real close. They tried so hard to get him, he Make nearly went. League and then, um, but he stayed here, and this has been his absolute dream, and uh, he he's got there, and I, I'm so happy for the for Leicester. Just a good kid, mate. It's gonna go. He's gonna do great things in that jersey. Oh. Good choice, good choice, Louis. He he can play, and yeah. I'm pretty sure when Foster was watching him, he basically just looked at how easy he broke the line. You know, bent the line in def- in defence when he was carrying that football. I remember watching him the first time I saw him went. Man, go sign that kid up. Yeah, <laughs> you know, bring nah. him to rugby league because he he's a he's a ball carrier. And he's and, only going to get better. And then on the other side of it, sorry boys, I had a little video yesterday because I, I've been in selections and then I've been in pl- uh, uh, positions when I haven't been selected. And there's some some players out there, and that's just the beauty of rugby and sport, eh? You not everyone can be selected, so you know. A, a feel-good story, and then there's some commiserations for some champs. I, I messaged TJ last night, just you know, mm. touching base with him, saying g'day, in just typical TJ fashion. It's all good. I'll be back. Don't worry. I'll be back there soon as. <laughs> just like <laughs> TJ, just the ultimate competitor. He said, it ain't over at all, my boy. It's just the start. That was his text <laughs> message back to me. <laughs> I was yeah, like, great attitude, eh? Oh, you know, great you attitude. You could just be sulking, have that one minute to go, oh, yeah, I'm down. But then, bang, get into work, grind hard, and, and you'll be back. That's we knew that so was the hardest spot, though, the number nine. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and, it, and it went back with Finley, so, you know. Yeah. Keep your messages steaming in on uh, who's the feel-good story. We'll talk about all those hard luck stories later on. And we've got Grant Fox coming on. And, uh, look, Mudgy comes through and he says that Roger Tuovasashek is not a feel-good story because, let's be honest, he hasn't done a hell of a lot yesterday yet. And he says, just his point of view, I understand where Mudgy's, Mudgy's coming from. I think Tuovasashek is a selection on pedigree and potential, and that's fine. And we've always had those. That's okay. Um, I hear where you're coming from, Mudgy. We'll ask Grant Fox about exactly what they see in Roger Tuovasa-Sheik. Here, just very quickly, lads, loveracing.nz, your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Now, this is really important. Tonight at 2.40 a.m. New Zealand time, I believe, I'm pretty sure it's 2.40 a.m., we have Nature Strip racing down the straight at Royal Ascot, in the King's Stand Sprint. Now, this is the first day of the Royal Ascot Carnival. Royal Ascot Carnival, think about all of the ceremony and pomp that's involved with Melbourne Cup Carnival, and then times it by a 1,000. This is the Queen's Carnival. It's the big racing carnival where they all come from around the world. Nature Strip, the Australian sprinter, trained by New Zealander Chris Waller, owned by New Zealanders, including Steve Hansen, ridden by New Zealander James McDonald, is going to go up there and race against the world's best horses and try and fly the flag for Australasia at 2.40 a.m. I'd encourage everybody to send an alarm and get up and just watch it. It'll only, it's a sprint race. It'll only take about 55 seconds, maybe a little bit longer, maybe about a minute. I'd watch it, and I think he can win. 
I think he can win. I think Golden Powell, the American sprinter, is the one, the big threat. But I think Nature Strip can win. So that's really exciting. And we want to get behind the Kiwis up there tonight at Royal Ascot. Stephen Petafeta, another nomination. And Chop says, guys, Peter Gus Soakula, he's got the great factor. Up the knacky, the knacky's going strong. <laughs> Kimpy. Is that your name? Chop. Top. <laughs> chop. Chop. Chop, Kimpy. please. I do know a couple of choppers, but they're not, they're not rugby boys. Um, e- eating a couple of chops. I know. Just, but that is a real good story, the Taranaki. It's, it's on social media all through Taranaki at the moment. You know, all the boys in their, in their bumblebee shirts and... Um, of, of course, three of them come from one family, which is unbelievable. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a good news for Taranaki, you know, that province down there. 0800 All right, that's the winter warmers feeling nice and fuzzy about that. We'll let you know who's winning those prize packs. Right now, come on. TAB voucher, $50, and with Willem and Travel, a chance to get in the draw to go to the Goldie 500. Give us a go. 0800 Quizzy Dag. Coming up after this. You hear me asking all these questions on your radio giving you the chance to head to the gold coast five questions for the win supercars on the line oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven you're mine it's quizzy deck Give it a go, it's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke, it's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most, it's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the go-go! Alright, 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 someone's going to the Gold Coast, let's rip straight into it, and you know what, he's going to be really stoked with us, Anton, you're up first. Oh, I love it, mate. <laughs> love it. Back yourself, Anton. Here we go. How many how many times have the All Whites gone to the FIFA World Cup? I'll go two. Two Ooh, is correct. Good work. Well done. Right. Question number two. If Roger plays one game for the All Blacks, he'll join a very exclusive club of playing for both Warriors and the All Blacks. Name someone else that has done it. Mark Ellis. Mark Ellis is correct. Well done. He's on fire. John Kerwin too. Here we go. Question number three. Which NBA player holds the record for the most points and a half in NBA Finals? Oh, that's tough. Uh, I don't want to waste my clue, but I have to, I guess. What's the, the clue, Jimmy? There's only 123, mate. Oh, MJ. MJ is correct. You might as well answer it for him, Uncle. 
Question number yeah. four. <laughs> Question number four. How many runs do the Black Caps lead by at the end of day four? Oh, I was just looking at that this morning. Uh, Five. Count them down, Louis. Four. Three. Two. Twenty-seven. One. <laughs> Not too far off. <laughs> so I was trying to do the maths here. 200 and something off. 211. Here we go. No, sorry, you're incorrect. Incorrect, sorry. And Tom, we're going to go Jade and Hamilton. Jade. Morning, brothers. How are we? Good, Morning. bro. Horrible weather, Jade. What's going on here, mate? Yeah, it's not very nice, brother. She's pretty cold and miserable. Well, she's cold when Anton's got no heaters in his house. But anyway, that's another story. Question number four. How many runs do the Black Caps lead by at the end of day four? Oh, I couldn't get a clue on this one, could I, please? Oh, you just got one. What was the other guy say? He said 27. And as he said, you were off by about 211. <laughs> Uh, 211, 237, 135. <laughs> <laughs> it's not 235, sorry. It's not oh, 235. Oh, we've got to get some grabs out of these boys. Here we Fantastic. go. Question, we're going to go to Tim in Christchurch. How are we going, lads? Good. How are you? My, my math says it's 238, but I could be wrong too. 238 is correct. Well done. Question number five. Which sport will Cody Andrews represent New Zealand in the Commonwealth Games? Can I phone a friend? <laughs> if it was wrestling and karate combined, what would you call it? Judo. <laughs> There he is, Tim from Christchurch, my mate. What's the weather like back there? Any good? Any better than here? Um, it's not too bad. That's Big old moon in the sky, so at least you can see it. Beautiful. Very yeah. good for golf tomorrow. Uh, it's been cold up and down the country. Well done, Tim. You're in the draw to head to the Goldie 500 with Willamette Travel. And of course, you get a little TAB bonus bit as well. $50 worth. Australia and Peru locked at nil all in the Intercontinental Playoff. If you want to listen to that... Well, you could just go to the SENZ app and you could just scroll along the carousel and you can click to any of the Aussie stations because they're taking the commentary live like we'll be taking the commentary live tomorrow. The All Whites taking on Costa Rica. SENZ, your home for football. Kempi off the back fence after this. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. The back fence with Tony Kemp. Yesterday, the All Blacks named their squad to play Ireland with some notable omissions, and for me, one massive addition. Yes, RTS, Roger Tuivasa-Shek has made the All Blacks squad, and for Roger, this must have been a dream come true. Six new caps made the All Blacks, but for me, the inclusion of Roger opens the doors for many in league who thought an All Black transition would be just too hard. Roger may be the log that breaks open the dam in rugby league, which sees more players seriously consider a switch to rugby union. Here's the question is, should the NRL be worried? Should they be afraid? I think they should be. And, and will they be losing many more stars to rugby union, seeing that there's a World Cup just around the corner?
Roger's only the beginning. Well done, Rog. You're a great kid and a top bloke. You deserve this. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Bang. Nice, Uncle. Nice. Uh, um, uh, should the NRL be worried? Um, I, I think they should be worried to lose a couple. I know there's already been conversations and, and a bit of news coming out of Australia uh, with the World Cup going to be hosting hosted in, in Australia 2027. You know, World Cup in your home backyard, you don't get that. Um, you know, we do get it quite often with the league, but, you know, with the amount of teams coming from around the world, probably doesn't have the, you know, the worldwide um, broadcasting kind of sense back into it. So, mate, potentially, yeah, they should be a little bit worried to maybe some of their big superstars might want to make the switch and, and have a wee crack. So, love that. Off the back fence, always a great addition every morning with Tony Kemp. Coming up, we're going to talk Sione Farmawina. Looking forward to this. 88 games for the Warriors. How good. I'm going to get coffee now. A McCafe one. Is Izzy and Kempy for breakfast on SENZ. Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ Tuesday the 14th of June. It's just after 7 o'clock and I'm up here in Hamilton. Uncle's down there in Queenstown. Nice and cold. Had a good hour, didn't we, Uncle? That was great. Absolutely. I was looking forward to talking to uh, the All Blacks, um, especially here in summer. Some of the stuff. A free iPhone. Oh, my God. Oh, I wonder what Roger's going to get for his bag. You know, his bag of goodies, free golf clubs, free iPhones. Jeez, they've gone, they've gone to neck, neck, neck level in the All Blacks. Oh. I'm just telling you, didn't I get a couple of T-shirts and a tracksuit when I first made the team? So, uh, yeah, no. Nah. Louis right, oh. no iPhones in my day back in the 60s. Oh, Uncle. Oh, Uncle, you cracked me up. Oh, I was just having a little laugh off here with Uncle, and he's come on there and throw me right under the bus. It's a special day when you walk into the camp, I must say. It's a great day. It's like Christmas. As a young Māori boy going in there, it was absolutely Christmas when you walk around this room, and, yeah, you just uh, get given things you never, ever thought. They hand you the keys to a car, you're like, hey! I've watched it on TV, eh? I've watched it on TV and just yeah. seen the guys walk out with all the boxes, like boxes. Mm. Yeah, it's, and I remember it's... going in. I remember going into a hotel. I think I might have been went in there with Bruce one time, and they were walking out, and they couldn't even carry all the boxes, mate. Yeah. They just had their <laughs> names and these boxes stacked up in a corner. I was like, mate, what do they need so much gear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it is pretty ridiculous. 
uh, and it is one of those things. But then straight after that, bro, you go straight into a meeting, and you just brought straight back down to earth, and you might, you just oh, say, hey, right? this ain't what it's about. Yes, that's a plus, but hey, you're here to do a job. Go put those boxes in your room and come here. Go, go, you know, go set the foundations, and the leadership group does a real uh, good meeting. So, yep, they're assembling, I think, Wednesday and uh, ripping into a camp uh, for a couple of days, and then I think next week they're going to rip straight into it. So, uh, yeah, week. big news. Love that little RTS little shout, mate. Um, looking forward to see what he can do in the black jersey. Later on, we're going to talk a bit more about the All Blacks Unk and um, going to have a wee chat. There's a couple of Omissions and a couple of selections that I'm a bit hmm, baffled by, really, because, um, you, you know, like, yeah, like, we, there's a couple that I'm just, I just want to ask a question. We've got Grant Fox on after eight, and he is obviously the All Black selector, so we can throw those to him. And, and Louis come out on the Temper Bed Post text machine. He's asked you, who are the feel good stories for selections? But then on the other side, who are the omissions that you're starting to think, wow, I didn't see that coming. Ethan DeGroote, fitness, played a big factor in his non-selection. Why was he not selected? He was our number one, our prop to hit the selection um, campaign when we're selecting our All Blacks 23 going into, into the July series against Ireland. Ethan DeGroote won it by a landslide. He's not even in the squad. Carl Tui Nukuafi, he's off to France. And he's in the squad. Nipo Lalala, who I think played his best game ever on the weekend against the Blue, uh, against the Brumbies. Did that get him over the line? He's back in mm. there. So some big, big question marks, Uncle. That um, I, I think I'd, I'd love to have a chat to um, Grant Fox about. I think yeah, look, it's it's. The, the Roger one's real interesting for me. The halfbacks are real interesting for me. How, yeah. you know, you've left out. Especially around you know the the guys in the in the steering wheel um, who's steering the ship around the park, mm. and you've got young Finlay and you've got young Fakatava in there, and Aaron Smith like I think that's what TJ meant when he said hey brother don't worry you know I'm I'm mm. just a I'm a stone's throw away from from making this yeah and I think that's what he, that's what he means like if they sort of don't make that step up because that's what it is eh, is you know like when you're playing. Um, uh, super Rugby and you're playing NPC Rugby, you're making those gradual steps up. Mm. And you can see the talent rise, to the cream rise to the top. Yep. Now we're talking we're talking next level. You go into that all-black environment and if you don't make that step up, the coaches and the players are going to see it. And they'll yep. just go back to what they know. You know, mm. TJ comes back in, Brad comes back in behind it and they go with that, that tried and, and proven um, scenario. So yeah. they're building for the World Cup. They've got to have um, Fakatava and they've got to have young Finlay in there because they're yeah. building for the World Cup. So it's, yeah, it's really sure. interesting. I, I'd like to talk to Foxy about that and say, you know, just ask him, you know, is this side, as you said yesterday, built with that vision of, of taking it into into the uh, 2023 season? Yeah, yeah. It's, that's a, yeah, like just hotly contested. A, a spot, eh? You, you got Brad Webber. Everyone's assumed Brad Weber. I assume Brad Weber would have been there. I, I, I predicted that they'll potentially. Because you think, if Aaron Smith goes down, Aaron Smith goes down, and, and he's just, he, is, he is getting on, and he's you know, he's a little bit older. He's played over 100 odd tests. He's obviously um, still the best halfback in the country. But if he goes down, we rely on Finlay Christie, who's had 
not even one handful of, of tests uh, matches for the All Blacks, and Falau Fakatava, who's had none, and the potential that he possesses, but has he been under pressure? Does he have the ability to control the game? I think he's going to be fantastic in that last 20, 30 minutes when he comes on and just adds that much-needed punch. The, the teams that have gone by, the All Blacks, when they've been really, really good, uh, has been in that last 30 minute when the bench comes on and lifts them and inspires them. That's where I see Falau Fakatawa. But on the flip side, if he has to uh, uh, start a game, has he got the control? Has he got the nous? Uh, the the controlled havoc that I was talking to Louis about over the weekend, just that mm. real, we know what he can do. He's uncontrollable. But when there's times when you've got to slow it down, um, start stuck in your your forwards into right positions, just playing a real tactical game. We don't mm. know that about Falau. Uh and he's gonna he's gonna gain that in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, it's gonna be a great question uh, uh, for Foxy, the midfield, who's starting. You know, they've got um, Jack Goodhue, David Harvillian, Roger Tuivasashek, Quintu Pyre, who played outstanding on the weekend. Yeah, Rico, probably the form centre. Mate, it's, it's just crazy because gone are the days of when you knew you are 15. You knew you are 15. There might be one change, might be two changes. Now, we'd, you know, there'd probably be, you'd be able to pick a, you probably don't even know how to pick a hooker. Well, who's starting hooker? <laughs> uh, who's going to play lock? Who's going to play the Lucys? Who's, who's starting at seven? Like, uh, you know, I know the 10, and I probably know the nine, That's and I probably know the 15. You know, that's mm. your spine, probably important, but outside of that, you just don't know. No, and the Sam Kane one being named at captain too was a really interesting one for us. We spent, you know, last week all that time talking about who would skip of the side, you know, with Sam mm. Whitelock. We even talked about um, Barrett. Barrett being a, a potential, Aaron Smith having that potential, Bodie Barrett, um, mm. and they've gone. I'm, you know, the only thing I could think about is he was, Fozzie's gone with with his boy from from the Waikato, and what he knows is tried and tested. So, mm. um, yeah, man, it's going to be going to be a really good uh, chat with Foxy later on. Yeah, looking forward to that, mate. Well, we've got our next guest on the line, Uncle. I'll let you and do the introductions. Oh. That, we got the follow. We got him out of bed. That we got the brother out of bed. Eh? I like that. Yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't quite a dream start for Stacey Jones. Would have hoped for on Sunday after the Cronulla Sharks circled for the kill at Redcliffe. I was really excited, mate. They conceded 38 points after going 12 0 up, and it just proved that there's more to fix in the Warriors' side than just getting a couple of 20-minute uh, head starts on everybody. Sione Fomwina is a former Warriors teammate of Stacey, and knows what it takes to succeed in the NRL. He's, uh, he's a good kid, mate. We signed him from Canberra. He's on the line with us now. Back in those days, Morena Sione. Uh, Morena Kempi, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all good, brother. Thanks a lot for coming on. Hey, uh, just give us a, a little bit of an update. Uh, what you're up to these days down at Rotorua? Yeah, yep. So uh, I'm uh, working for a company called Alsco. Uh, I'm a client manager covering the Bay of Plenty region. Uh, I'm actually pulled over on the side of the road. I'm on my way to Tokoroa to see a few clients. Um, yeah, but I look, love it, love it down here. Um, and uh, yeah, pretty much um, just doing the mahi. <laughs> oh, good boy, good boy. Hey, um, obviously want to talk about our mate Stace. What's your thoughts on Stace taking the head coach's job and 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 the state of the Warriors at the moment? Yeah, look, 
I think it's a massive opportunity for old Stace. You know, he's been um, at that assistant coaching level for a few years now. So, um, you know, um, I think he'll, you know, he'll go well. Uh, to answer your other question, uh, Kempi, around the state of the Warriors at the moment, uh, you know, you know, COVID has to play a bit of a part in that. But I think, you know, there's probably a bigger, bigger picture when it comes as a organisation as a whole. You know, pretty much been underperforming for for a few years now. So. Mm. Um, but who knows, you know, with Stacey at the helm, things could probably look up, but uh, only time will tell. Yeah, uh, hey, Sione, it's Izzy here, mate. Great to have you on the show, bro. Appreciate you pulling over in your busy mahi days. Um, <laughs> no worries, Izzy. Hey, um, just, just on there, from from the outside looking, you've been a part of uh, a Warriors outfit and a successful uh, one when you've had a little bit of success in your time, what were the pillars mm. that you guys um, kind of relied on and were able to build your identity um, on that, yeah. that you feel like maybe the Warriors are lacking at the moment? Yeah, Izzy, that's a mean, that's a mean question. I guess if you watched um, Monty's interview with uh, Ando <clears throat> a couple of days ago and he spoke about you know the identity of the Warriors, mm. I think when Ando and Kempi were at the helm in the early 2000s, uh, they looked at their roster and saw the skill set that each player had and then sort of built, I think, a game plan to complement that roster. Yeah. And so the early success was based around uh, the individual skill sets and then implementing a game plan to really showcase that. Uh, you know, one of the things that surprised me when I come back from the Raiders um, in my first year at the Warriors was they brought me over to play my game. And so when I when I come back and doing skill sessions and I wasn't doing what I, what they brought me over to do, they were like, hey, man, we know you can play footy. We know you can throw them. We know we want you to do that. And I was like, hey, are you sure? Okay, then. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and so the mix at that club during those successful years in the early 2000s, it's, everyone complimented each other. Um, if you look at our left side, we had you know Ali, um, Clinton, Franny, myself, and then on the right side you had other guys like um, you know Henry, uh, Vinnie Anderson, Logan, and you could almost say they were mirror opposites. So you know I was the ball playing back rower, Logan was the grafter grinder. So yeah. you know that's sort of how our uh, what what I saw as the mix to to our team, um, and yeah, pretty much that's. The brotherhood that we had back then was, you know, we had your back. Yeah. Um, you know, Ando spoke about rising up against teams like the Broncos, and he's 100% correct. No one bullied us. No one could bully us. So how teams would try and beat us is they used to kill us with kindness, right? <laughs> they used to be like, pat us on the back after a good tackle, and, you know, like not try and irritate us. Mm-hmm. And so, because um, when they did, that's when the you know the monster would would come out. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but uh, but yeah, that's sort of where I saw the success within those early years was that we we played for each other, um, we had each other's back, and we we knew we were going to go 100% uh, in what we did. You know, live by the sword, die by the sword. If we were going to play throw around footy, then we've got to take the consequences and the success that comes with it. Yes, you're dead right. You nailed the, you nailed it there, Sonia. It was all about knowing your role and just getting out there and enjoying yourself. And, and the other part too, and I, mate, I thought about this last week. I don't know what you're thinking because, you know, you're the guy um, in the side back then that had the brains, you know, knew when to go, had, knew mm. when to throw the shots. 
Is it a fitness thing, Sione? Because the other part that people don't talk about those early days is how fit the team was. Like, they you know, they were known back then that they couldn't last the 80 minutes, but then all of a sudden they were smashing teams by 60 points. So um, do you think it's a fitness issue that the Warriors have at the moment, or is, or is it just purely mental? I think it's a combination, Kempi. Um you know, I think it is a bit of fitness. I think it is a little bit of mental. But then I think it is a bit of restrictions around some of the skill sets that these players have. Like, I look at someone like Chanel Harris-Tavita, and he's got to be one of the most, you know, um, underrated halves, in my opinion, coming out of New Zealand. Um, and he's, he's so skillful, but I think there's so much more he can offer. I don't know whether that's a confidence thing or whether he's been restricted. But I think it is a combination of a few things. Um but being able to get that mix right is always the million-dollar question, right? You know, do we run them to the ground to get them fit and what's going to give? You know, do we build them up strength-wise and then, you know, sort of trying to find that balance, um, I think, is where, where probably they need to be. What, what, do you, what would you like to see happen to them, um, Sione? Like, as a, as a past player, it, it must hurt. Mm. It must hurt just seeing uh, a team that you've given so much for, 88 games for the Warriors, you know? Um, must yep. hurt seeing them struggle. So would you just like to see them come home and kind of wipe the slate and just and just start again and, and try and get the backroom right? I feel like the backroom's probably a big problem at the moment. Yeah, I think it, you know, there's, there's so many moving parts in a sports organisation, uh, especially the NRL one, you know, from, from top to bottom. And so being able to get all those, you know, the cogs and the wheel aligned and moving together, I think is, is where it needs to be. Um, I know for a fact, especially in 2004, Kempi will attest to this, you know, we went from the highs of 01, 02, 03 to 04, losing six on the trot, right? Mm. Like, it's we didn't go out there to lose, but we just didn't know... Like, man, we've never been in this position before. Like, how do we get out? Um, and and for me, I just want to, you know, it's not like the boys aren't going out there and they're not trying. And that's sometimes I think, you know, from fans' perspective looking in, it's like, man, maybe they're not giving it their all. I'm telling you now, they do, right? Every player that puts on that jersey, they give 100%. Um, it may not look at it sometimes, but they do. So just being able to bring them home, um, I wouldn't say wipe the slate clean because I think that sort of is almost waving the white flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's come home, let's smash it out in front of our, our, our people, um, let's finish the season strong, and then let's start to put in uh, little pieces to the puzzle to, to build on for next year. Yeah, see, look, you, you, you touched on it there. We went through those highs and, and then we hit that low in 2004. Um, just mm. take us through, because it's really similar. I said that to Stace, man. You know, like, Stace, you've got so much on you know, on the line here. Just take us through 2004, because it's the same, eh? It's what they're going through at the moment. How how do they get to the end of the season? Man, especially, it was, yeah, because we're almost, like, so far into the season this year for the boys, you know, 2004... Um, when there was that transition, obviously Ando left and then, um, you know, Kempi took over. It was, you know, you're almost running on on fumes by that time. <laughs> it's like, mm. man, we're just going to turn up. we just got to, you know, do what we can do, do our own role, do it to the best of our ability and just get through, right? Give our best. Because a lot of it does then become mental because physically there's nothing wrong, right? Like uh, at that stage in the season. So we knew that, hey, man, we just got to start working uh, together, pushing together, you know, doing it for each other to get through uh, to the rest of the 
uh, end of the season. And I think that's where the boys are at now with the transition with Stace, is to play for each other, try and bring some enjoyment back. Um, mm. It's really hard when you're in a lull to enjoy your footy. And one of the things that I noticed with our squad back in the early 2000s was when we enjoyed our footy, we played our best footy. Right? Mm. And I think you know, getting some enjoyment back uh, and, and really trying to you know, be happy and, and, and do what you can to enjoy your footy for the rest of the season will we'll do a lot. So, yeah, I think that's where, where they're at at the moment. Yeah, that's, um, that's exactly right. And it's pretty hard to enjoy it when you're sitting down the wrong end of the ladder in the NRL. Yep. NRL. Sione, thanks a lot for joining us this morning, mate. We'll stay in touch. I really thanks, hope Sione. that the Warriors get someone else like you in there um, just to talk to all of our Polynesian boys because you've got so much knowledge to offer. Uh, go well, brother, and uh, drive safe. Okay, cheers. Thanks, Kippy. Cheers, Izzy. Cheers, brother. Awesome, Kip. Yeah, good, good. Like, honestly, when he's talking about that football, we, we signed him. I remember me and Ando sitting down with him. We got, we got Mutu Tony. Um, they played junior Kiwis together, and we got Mutu to call him into the hotel in Canberra. We went to play Canberra um, there. So, you know, he came in, he signed, and we just said to him, mate, we need you back here just playing football. You know, he wasn't enjoying his time in Canberra, and he came back, and he was a superstar, mate. Yeah, and he's still a superstar now. You can tell he's um, he's a very bright individual, isn't he, Kempe? And the way he looks at it with clarity, I thought it was a really interesting comment about he, the players are trying. Hey, um, what what you can do is you can call 837 go warriors support the Warriors, win surprises with the Vodafone voicemail. So if you like Sioni and you're still so passionate you care about the Warriors and you just want them to come home and have a refresh, why don't you leave a message of support by calling the Vodafone voicemail 0837 Go Warriors. They're home soon. We can't wait to have them back. After this, we'll let you know who's the starting nine in our All Blacks. Great selection is Ian Kempe's 23, and we'll work out who's going to be playing first five. This will be a hot debate. 23 minutes past seven here with Kim's Warehouse. Great savings every day. For the great selection, it's Izzy and Kempe's All Blacks 23. Is he keeping for breakfast? 29 minutes past seven. Oh, it was the squad selection yesterday. And we've already missed out on one player. Ethan DeGroote, he's our starting number one. It can't be possible. He can't be there because he won't actually be in the squad. But that's all right. This is our great selection. We've got to do is text double eight double three. We're picking one number, one position for every show in the lead up before we get to... The first test against Ireland yesterday. It was halfbacks and shock. It was Aaron Smith. Of course, it was Aaron Smith. Nice and simple. Today, it's first fives. This has been the debate that's raged on for the last four years, really, is he? You know both these guys, both these men very well. Richie Moonga and Bowden Barrett, they're both playing pretty good at the moment. Who do you want? Yeah, look, we're very lucky in this country to have two players you know, quality players to pick from. Uh, for me, I, I has to be Bowden Barrett. I've said it before on the show. I'll say it again. He is in sublime form, world, cla- world class form at the moment. And we need to give him the reins going forward to next year's World Cup. None of this dual playmaker, none of this, uh, you start this time and I'll give him a crack here. He is our man to take us through to next year's World Cup. You look at what Dan Carter did a couple of years ago. They gave him the reins, and he just exploded in England at Twickenham on the world scene. I want to see Bowden Barrett doing that. And if he isn't able to fulfill that role, then we've got a, a good man on the on the sideline, Richie Moonga. But Bowden Barrett for me. What about you, Uncle? Yeah, nothing wrong with your patch changing colour from black to yellow. 
Flat to yellow. <laughs> That's exactly right. Bowden Barrett all day, every yep. day. He's the number 10. Put Richie on the bench, and you've got young um, Pitofeta. Put, <laughs> I thought you were going to put Pitofeta on the bench, Hank. Oh, black and yellow, he, black and yellow. He's probably he's probably the <laughs> next one, eh, mate? The next one. So <laughs> bide your time, son. Bide your time. But Bode, Careful, Bode's the boy. They're going to start thinking you're a Wellington fan if you don't start saying amber and black, mate. It's a bit different. Uh, 29. Hey, Louis, <laughs> yeah. just quickly before we yeah. get off, um, Sammy Hewer, he had a little, uh, little crack at us last week about doing a Crusaders show for three hours. Well, <laughs> I just want to say to him, I just want to say to him, you listen this Friday, son. You listen this right, it's going to be even bigger. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> uh, I've actually run into a bit of trouble there. I tell you, uh, it's sold out and I haven't got tickets. It's a massive blowout. 29 away from eight. I need to, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that later during the week. Uh, who do you like? First five, double eight, double three, or SCNZ underscore Instagram. Go vote there. Australia, Peru, locked at nil. You can listen to that on the SCNZ app if you want to scroll along. Just click on any of the Aussie stations. They're taking the commentary live. Like We'll have the commentary of the All Whites tomorrow, live from 6 a.m. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. <laughs> SCNZ 26 minutes away from 8 o'clock. Gee, it's a big day today. There's so much sport going on around the world. Overnight, SCNZ. Wow, the commentary team were running a clinic with the Black Caps playing England. We lead by 238 runs. Is that enough? We know that Baz is going to be hyper-aggressive and try to chase pretty much anything down, I reckon, under 300. Michael Bracewell spoke after the day's play about what the pitch is doing and whether it might have some assistance for his spin on day five. Yeah, I think the wicket's deteriorating nicely for us. Um, it seems to be getting a little bit more turn and bounce there. Um, Leachie showed that today. So, yeah, I'm excited to get out there and bowl on it. And I think the English team might come up with a few different plans to try and play me for, uh, for in this fourth inning. So it'll be an exciting day to, to really test my skills against some of the best players in the world. There you go. Uh, that is Michael Bracewell talking about the pitch deteriorating. So the Black Caps lead by 238 runs. We just spoke to Sione Farmawena, who is oh, a super warrior, and he was he, he told some great stories about the way they used to play. If you missed that, he Dizzy and Kempi for breakfast, our podcast channels. The way they used to play, Kempi, you never wanted to push their buttons, did you? No one bullied us. No one could bully us. So how teams would try and beat us is they used to kill us with kindness. Right? They used to be like, pat us on the back after a good tackle and, you know, like, not try and irritate us. Mm-hmm. And so, because um, when they did, that's when the, you know, the monster would, would come out. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think that's so good. So good. And I, remember one Brent, li- I remember Brent Tank saying that, mate. Like, I hate playing the Warriors because Clint Tupa used to bash me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Monty, those boys were scary. And one last one, and we want to get some calls on this. 0800 150 811. Let's do it. Let's open the whole selection can of worms up. The techs have been steaming in. DeGroote, uh, people upset there. The halfbacks, there's so many points of contention. And this is Ian Foster talking about some of the toughest decisions. He's going to join Smithy up after 9 o'clock, but in the meantime, here's a little clip. Yeah, look, I think we flagged earlier that we are spending a lot of time, particularly in the front row, on, on, on nines and, and probably the midfield. And... And some of those hard decisions are still to come, aren't they? You know, when breaking this down into the into the 23. But you know, nines particularly. You know, there's 
been a couple of um, you know good names, particularly TJ and Brad, that, that, have, that have missed out. Where, but we've had five nines playing really well. So the halfbacks is a really interesting one, is he? And I think Brad Weber should and TJ can feel pretty hard done by with Brad Weber in particular. Gary says De Groot should be there because Big Carl's off overseas. That's the point you made. But I want to throw one last name at you. Mm. Luke Jacobson. Yep. Why is Luke Jacobson missed out in your eyes, do you think? Uh, man, that's, that is a great question. Why is Luke Jacobson missed out? Like someone that's yeah, been on the on the India tour, been, been with the whole team last year. You know, it didn't do too bad, actually. He's great over the ball. He's rangy. He can play six, uh, eight and seven, so he's got that dual factor. Um, mate, I don't know. I think they just they just seen something that they're trying to do and trying to build, and I think Peter Gus saw a caller offered that. Um, to, probably, like you said yesterday, wavered towards the end of the season. We didn't see the best, but we saw her, what he was able to do at the start of the year, and I think that's what they're trying to look for in, in, the, in that loose four trio. You know, you look at Peter Gus or Kula, and you look at Luke Jacobson. You know, does anyone scare you? Does anyone make you quiver? Maybe uh, Peter Gus or Kula is more of that. So they're trying to find that intimidating factor that they've mm. probably lacked over the last couple of years. You know, when you lose an enforcer on the side of the scrum, it's, you know, I, I hate going back, but I, I just think that's what Jerome Kaino did for us. Mm. He was a real enforcer, and he brought a exactly. real presence. And I think that's what they're going to try and get out of Peter Gus Saakola with his inclusion. And like you said, Uncle, with um, Hoskins Sututu, you know, we know the skill sets here. We know what he can do, but we haven't seen an angry him. Maybe we need to go give him a pat on the back. I don't know. Mm. And, I, and I think that, you know, going back to last year and the way that they were bullied around the field, I think that's mm. where they need to go. They're another year older. And you're dead right. They're trying to they're trying to fill... A, um, the, the boots of Jerome Kano, who's who was outstanding for the All Blacks for that type of player that just never took a backward step. So, mate, they need that. They need those guys to step up, um, mm. and they need them to be really aggressive at the breakdown. Yeah. One one thing that comes into this loose forward, um, I guess, equation, and I think yesterday there was a real telling sign about the confidence the All Blacks management have in Sam Kane. Sam Kane, no hesitation, naming him as captain and putting yeah. him his and bigger than that, and this is reading through the lines a little bit, his face was on all of the graphics. Sam Kane was the man in the All Blacks jersey. This is the All Blacks squad and Sam Kane is our man. Yep. And our man to lead us forward, not just through the series, but to the next World Cup. It's the Bowden Barrett Dan Carter, Richie McCaw, Sam Kane kind of philosophy. Mm. We've invested in leadership, we've invested in these guys, and we will not turn our backs on them, despite, well, I guess, as fans would say, form. And there was a text first thing this morning, the first and the biggest issue is Sam Kane as captain. And, you know, potentially, uh, he, he has, hasn't played that much. He's not going to be missed out of the squad. Nobody thinks that. But I can understand why people are con not confused, but I can understand why people wouldn't necessarily agree with that, is he? You can, 100%. And, but... As, as with the All Blacks, mate, everyone loves debating and I love the passion and everyone's always going to have the, their way of thinking around it and I totally um, accept that. I, I think with, with Sam Kane, I think sometimes we can 
be a little bit hard on these players, um, particularly with Sam Kane. He's come back from a major injury, neck injury. Like, you got to understand, he probably shouldn't even be playing rugby ever again. So he's come back from an injury. He's dealt with concussion in, uh, situations. He's been, you know, he got hit in that force game in the MCL, which should have been cited, like a bit of grubbiness there. So he's just had no luck. You think if, if Sam Kane's of, um, playing consistently, and getting minutes under his belt, we wouldn't be having this debate, I feel. He's just been a, a victim of circumstance, which is injuries at the moment, and that has been his effect. And, and the other side, of it, you've got a guy that's playing out of his skin. So that debate's always going to be there. You know, you look at Super Rugby, Matt Todd played a 100 times better than Richie, Moore, uh, Richie McCall. Every Super Rugby. McCall was hopeless during Super Rugby. So, you know, could you have that debate with him going into the All Blacks? You know, like, it's it's just one of those situations. But I can understand why people are debating it. And, and you know, they want, they're passionate about the All Blacks. But he's in there. He's he's a leader. And um, he's going to get opportunities to play. Yeah, OK. I, I hear mm. that. Is he in, oh, I, I guess there's some text coming in there. It's just wondering, OK, well, when does injury actually come into the part? But they are loyal to a fault, the All Black selectors. And Grant Fox they is are. up with us after 8am. And we'll, t- ask, we'll talk all about this to Grant. But if you've got any messages for him, send them through to the Temper Bed Post text screen, double eight double three, Or even better, give us a call, 0800 150 811. The Kenart's iPhone line is there for you. Who's your All Black starting 10? And who was the main talking point out of yesterday's squad? We want to hear from you. Up after this, it's 18 away from 8. We are 13 minutes away from 8am this morning. Uh, Australia and Peru locked at nil in their intercontinental playoff. 86 minutes through the game and extra time is beckoning. You can listen to that on the SCNZ app. If you don't want to listen to us, don't worry. We won't be too offended, will we, guys? We, we, won't, we won't care. You want to scroll along and listen to some football? Tomorrow morning, you'll hear football all around the country and all our frequencies uh, as the All Whites, they take on Costa Rica and their intercontinental playoff. A pretty exciting moment for all New Zealand football fans. Some messages here, but we want to hear from you. 0800 150 811. What is the selection and the point of contention? Are you a Brad Weber fan? Are you a Luke Jacobson fan? Who are you upset that missed out? We've got a couple here. How do they drop Frizzell after being Landers' form player in Super Rugby? And he wasn't the only Landers Lucy, is he? Yeah, Marino McKelly too. Ah, look. Uh, you have to we'll wait for Grant Fox to get on. Ask Foxy, he'll have a real inkling and he'll give us a pretty upfront answer to that situation. I can only assume um, that he's been in there before, before and, and has he really taken that opportunity? You know, it could be debatable. Um, so, you know, we're 18 matches out from the World Cup. You've got to try things, and, and this is another opportunity to try things. And the phone lines are running hot, and we've got Tony from Auckland, and he wants to chat some AB's selections. Morning, Tony. Morning, guys. How's it going? Yeah, very good, very good, good mate. What was your take from yesterday's announcement, mate? Are you, are you happy? Is something that you're not happy about? Oh, no, I'm very happy with the selections. I'm glad there's been a lot of changes, uh, mm. a lot of new decisions. Um I'm glad they finally got rid of Piranara, sorry to say. Mm. Um, but I'm, I'm surprised they didn't put on Luke Jacobson. Yeah. What were you surprised about, mate? You, you feel like he's been hard done by and he's a player that could 
potentially obviously fill the seven role, but eight as well? Yeah. Yeah, he, he probably could have filled the eight. Um, so who have we got? We've got Savia. What, what's he going to be playing at? Wow. Savia will either go, he'll either be seven or eight. You know, I actually had him as captain. Yeah. Tony, it's a good point you make. Uh, thanks for your call, mate. And give us one, 0800 the Ken outside phone line. I like that, Tony. And it's a good point you make because Sam Kane is what we just talked about, is he? It means that they're not going to not start Artie Savia, are they? So, oh, it's, mate, it's, um, well, thank you, Anton. Oh, Anton in the Browns <laughs> just dropped me off a nice coffee. I'm doing doing the show at his house, so that's great service. Worth asking, why, why not Artie, mate? No, no, he's gone now. He doesn't want to answer that question. <laughs> um, look, it's, <clears throat> yeah, look, you, you're dead right. They, Artie's got to play. Artie has, has to, play, to play. And the question is now, where does he play? Sam Kane's the captain, and they've announced it. Is he ready to rip in and play a full 80? We don't know. We've seen him in the last 20 minutes of both uh, quarter and semi. Uh, so, yeah, that's the question. Does Artie go to eight and and Sam play seven and maybe chuck a, uh, or, you know, does Artie go to six? Like you said, Uncle. Like, <laughs> oh. Doug, and I was thinking, nah, but, mate, it might be the right one. We don't know. Yeah. You know it. Yeah, no, he's, he goes to six. Sam came oh, to seven. So two to on the back, and they just rip it up. Akira off the bench. If, you know that. If, well, didn't you pick Artie Savia for six and and seven? So, hey, Michael's giving us a call. One Michael, the... whereabouts are you around the country, mate? Oh, I'm in Auckland. And what do you hey, got? I, I just had a thought on the selection. And, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It seems to me that the best, in terms of props, the best scrummager is he put the group. Mm. And the best round the player, uh, round the the, the round the park player is Alex, Alex Hodgman, but mm. they both have an obvious weakness. And I wonder if the the selection ideas is is actually almost a defensive. Let's take let's get rid of the players that have an obvious weakness, rather than let's pick the players with the obvious strengths. Um, so I, I I I just wonder if that's the decision that's been made here on the on the props. You've got the the guy that's I think is the best scrummager. And the guy that's the best round the field prop, both missing out on selection, and I wonder if that's the uh, if that's the rationale there. Hey, I think they're I think they're a little bit scared, uh, Michael. I think they're worried. Coming, what the Irish threat uh, bring over from Ireland? They're really set piece orientated side. They scrummage well, and the only thing I can see them picking Carl Tuinukuafi is because they're worried. They're worried that they're going to get beaten up front because it doesn't make sense. This is a guy that's going. And and we're trying to build for the future. We know he's going. He's not going to be there. So uh, that's the question I want to ask Grant Fox. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I guess you, you, there's a point where you keep an eye on the future, but you still want to be picking the um, the guys that are going to win the game. And I, I don't mm. have a massive problem with that because you also there's a chance that he might back out of that contract, and then you go, oh well, you know, we could have we could have had him ready for the World Cup, but we didn't. So there's always that sort of thing that can be in the back of the mind, but mm. um, but you, I, I just I I feel like the group is the I mean look I I've only really watched games in person I haven't watched them on the TV and if I'd watch more games on TV maybe, maybe I'd have a different idea but the group is the best scrummager I've seen in in person I, I haven't seen anyone yeah no no you've, like it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty astute uh, observation Michael he is a beast at scrum time but it's not like he's a slouch around the field at all look I think he'd be really hard done by and I know what you mean you've got to win these games but 
it's just a great selection because it's got the World Cup in mind. Uh, great message here. Sam Kane's a great guy and seems like a real competent leader. He's currently not a world-class player and you don't pick an All-Blacks captain who's not in your starting 15. So that is a very unhappy fan on double eight, double three. Uh, commiserations for Webby and TJ from Brett on double eight, double three. And also one here, morning, I personally like Richie at 10, Barrett at 10 sometimes goes to into higher and gets pushed off where Richie brings shorter, more inclined to chop the legs. There you go. Lots of debate on the All Blacks and Grant Fox is up after 8 o'clock today. Listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast coming up to 8 o'clock after 8. We're going to chat to Grant Fox, selector of the All Blacks, and we want to hear from you. If you've got any questions for Foxy, give us a text, double eight, double three. Well, you know what? Even better, I'm going to open up the phone lines, 0800 150 811. Anyone wants to give us a call, and we'll put you on with Foxy to ask the question to Foxy. If you've got anything you want want answered, this is your time. So 0800 150 811. Grant Fox coming up after 8 o'clock. We'll chat to him. Big hour ahead. Yeah, I'm going to go get my another coffee because this one's a bit cold, Anton. But anyway, we'll be back here shortly. Here's Aroha for the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Morning, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ, Tuesday the 14th of June. It's just after 8 o'clock, big hour, big hour. The questions are flying through on the temper bed post text machine. Double eight, double three. If you've got any questions for Grant Fox coming up shortly, we'll get those to him. And I'll make sure I ask this one, Mark. Is Foxy, his boy, worth a punt this weekend? <laughs> He'll yes. definitely, definitely agree with that one. Foxy. Is he in the field? Do we know? In the US Open. Has he made the US Open field? Yeah. Oh, he is? He's ready to fly, Oh, mate. perfect. What do you reckon? Due one? Due at a 200 bucks or whatever he'll be paying. I'm going to check that out right now, Mark. Hey, yeah. Izzy, that, um, that bit of news there with Foxy phoning up the, the boys that missed out. Um, yeah. You ever received one of them? No, uh, so so the coaches, head coach, rings the players that miss out. So yeah, I, I received one in 2015 before the World Cup. I received uh, st- a phone call from Steve Hansen, and I answered the call, and he gave me the hang on, boy. And I was like, oh, 
damn it, I knew I was, you know. So after he spoke, I pretty much went blank. And then he said, yeah, but made it. So that's the tough part for the head mm. coaches. They've got to make the, the tough calls. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of, like I said before, there's going to be a lot of happy players out there that, that have had the best news they've ever received. And there's going to be players out there that that will be hurting. But I said on my Instagram yesterday, I've been there, I've felt it, it hurts, but you just go away, you work hard, you, you, you just find that, that inner grit, determination, it ain't over. It ain't over for any of those players. They, they've been there, they've had opportunities, they know what's involved. So the next man that's on the show, he definitely knows what's involved. He's part of the team, the makeup of the selection committee, and he was a big part of yesterday's uh, announcement with the All Blacks. Yesterday was a very special day for everyone named in the All Blacks uh, team to take on the Irish uh, Test Series, as we have learnt throughout the years. Creating these squads is anything but easy. Grant Fox has been there and done that a number of times now as selector, and he's with us on the line now. Morning, Foxy. Morning, Izzy. How you going? Very good, mate. Thank you so much for, for tuning in and joining the show. Uh, quickly, mate, huge day yesterday. Was, was it a bit of a pretty arduous and tedious pro, pro, process, obviously? Was it right down to the last pretty minute selecting this team? <laughs> mate, it's never arduous or tedious, I can assure you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of time and a lot of chat, mm. as you'd be you know, well aware. A lot of thought goes into this. Um, yeah. And, you know, we've got, a, um, in our view, you know, we spend a lot of time trying to get it right, you know, and that's based on, um, you know, past performance, um, mm. you know, what's ahead of us and what we're also trying to do. So, you know, they are, they, they, they're exciting days for those um, who get named. I just heard your intro, you know, that six newbies, you know yep. what that's like. Mm. But even the guys have been there a while, you know, they never take for granted get, getting their name read out. And then... You know, the counter side of that is you really feel for the guys um, who've been there before who've missed out this time because that's tough. You know, thankfully, I don't have to make those phone calls. That's Fozzie's job. Um, um, but, you know, it, 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 I mean, it is what it is. And now, you know, we just got to roll up our sleeves and get on with it. Hey, Foxy, what did you learn from last year in naming this team this year? Hi, Kimby. How you going? All good. Um, what, did I learn? what did we learn? Well, I mean... We had we were twelve out of thirteen last year till we hit the last two games, so we actually tracked mm. it pretty well, you know. And we banked all the trophies, and then, you know, we came up against two very good sides, and we're at the end of a you know long tour, and we're getting you know big block two lots of five tests in twelve weeks, and you know we were running out of out of a bit of juice, but you know if um, what, um, but nevertheless, you know we we lost two, so what did we learn? Other sides are getting better, we know that. Um, you know, we've got to keep keep improving. But, you know, where the, the big focus of uh, for us has been about our, you know, ability, agility and power, um, you know, particularly up front. Um, mm. So we've got to, you know, we've got to get the balance right between guys who can really deliver quality set piece, but also have got mobility and agility and physical impact around the park. Um, because you know we've got we're coming up against other sides who are very good in that area. France in particular, Ireland are good at the way they play their game. You know, England, England, the big lads. That South Africa, as as he well knows, are very very mm. physical. So that sort of wasn't a learning so much as like, oh boy, these guys are really you know they they've gone up a cog or two, and you know we we've got to, we've got to keep moving. So that was a big big thought process in our selection, making sure that. You know, we can still deliver, you know, quality set pieces, 
but that we've got you know that mobility, agility, and power that that we are looking for, and we need the power on both sides of the ball, both with our carry and on defence. So the big uh, talking point this morning, particularly on our show, uh, Foxy, has been the uh, the inclusion of Carl Tuinukuafe over uh, uh, an Ethan De Group. He's been left out, and um, people are just wondering: was that obviously a hard decision to make? And um, Fozzie's already come out and spoke about the fitness and the kind of style mm. that you've already alluded to. But with with Carl leaving, was that always in the background? Like he's he's off to France and maybe taking up yeah, a position. Yeah, we know. Yeah, we know he's leaving, is he? But you know us. You've been, you were with us long enough. We don't penalise guys for doing that um, yeah. at, at, at all. Um, you know, he's still available um, yeah. for July and for the rugby championship, right? And yeah. you know, without um, trying to get you know take too much further and dig down because those are private conversations that Foz has got to have, and we're not going to yeah. download that in public. But but Carl is our best loose head scrummager in our view, right? Uh, that, that's pretty simple. Um, and so that, that's where we've gone. And, you know, he's got some miles on the clock. Uh, he's had a few test matches now, and the other two loose heads are still relatively inexperienced. One's a, a newbie in Aiden, and, and, you know, George still hasn't got many miles on the clock. So we needed some experience as well. Now, you know, it's all not lost for guys like Ethan at all. You know, he, yeah. Foz has given him the message about what he's looking for, and that's Ethan's challenge to go away and work on that. But, you know, there are other boys coming too, you know, and, and uh, the team you used to play for, there's some good young props down there, and I think they're going to have something to say within the next, you know, little while about, um, you know, don't forget about us. We might be young, but we're coming. So um, we, we've you know, we've gone from a situation where I'd argue our depth and prop has been somewhat, you know, we've been challenging to saying, actually, we're not far away from having a really good crop of, of options to pick from. Hey, Foxy, just on this mobility, agility, power, is, is that what you're seeing from these younger international teams, uh, especially at the back end of your tour last year, that they may be um, not afraid of the All Blacks teams as they have been in the past and why you've gone for uh, players with that mobility, agility, power, um, I guess, bringing that to the game? Is that what, is that what you're thinking? They need to yeah, be really yeah, aggressive? Yeah, we... Yeah, we... Yeah, we have to, um, because, you know, this game's brutal, right? Um, now, it's, mm. and the athletes are just getting bigger, fitter, stronger, faster. That's mm. what's happening, mate, in all professional contact sports, Kempe. It doesn't matter what code, that's what's happening. So, um, and we, we saw what, you know, the mobility of the guys who wear the really no numbers on their back in, in, in Ireland, and, and with France in particular, right? Um, and their power they bring. So not only are they, you know, they can get from A to B pretty quickly, um, um, but they can move laterally, um, they can come forward quick, um, and you know they're big boppers who can carry hard too, and uh, and and they hit pretty well without the ball. So we've just got to make sure that that we've got the balance right. So it'll become more apparent when we pick, you know, our first test group about what we're looking for there, because we've got to be careful. We can't afford to have, you know, while we get we could have all the best set, set piece technicians on the park at all the same time, but we would lose a little bit of that mobility and agility, and that gets exploited. So, again, it's about getting the balance right, making sure that, you know, there's still room. Rugby's a game for all shapes and sizes. There's still room for all of that. But, you know, with what we're coming up against now and also what we want to do, <clears throat> you know, we need a, we need guys with big engines who can keep working and working and working. Um, 
So you know that that's that that's where we've gone. Now time time's going to tell, i.e. in July, whether we've got this right or not. But you know that's our job as selectors to mull that over and make these decisions. And now now you know we we get tested because that's why they're called test matches. Well, somewhere we're not lacking, Foxy, is the 10 position. Uh, we're pretty healthy at the moment. And a fellow 10 like yourself, mate, you must be relatively impressed with um, you know, Richie, obviously, and uh, Stephen Perifeta making his uh, first all-black squad can cover fullback as well. But particularly with Bowden Barrett, mate, have you been uh, really impressed with how he's come on this year? And what's, what's the difference you feel, or what do you think he's doing um, great at the moment that's kind of taken him to, I feel, Another level, take another step. Well, well, Bodie's just doing what Bodie's capable of, isn't he? I mean, look, anyone who goes to Japan when they first come back, they struggle, right? And that happened to Bowden, right? And um, then he just needed some miles on the clock. And in the test matches last year when he got a run because Richie was away on, on, you know, a baby birthing duty, um, you know, Bodie got a bit of run out. And he started to play really well last year too, you know? So he's just carried on. He's just kept, he's just kept growing and, um, you know, so nothing surprising me here, and you know Richie's coming into some real form now at the business end of the competition. No great surprise there. Mm. Um, and um, Stephen's had, you know, he. I mean, we've had Damien, as you well know, doing that ten fifteen job for us for a while now, and he's not eligible um, because you know he made a decision to go and play in Japan. So, and Stephen's just taking this opportunity now. We've been talking, had our eye on Stephen for quite a while. You know, we knew yep. about this kid a while back, but he's just, he's had a horrid run with injuries and he just always seemed to lack confidence and self-belief. And so now he's fit, he's, he's getting getting through without injuries and this year he has got confidence and self-belief and we're seeing it in the way he's playing. So it doesn't sort of matter what jersey he's playing in, whether it's 10 or 15, he is actually having a big influence on the game. Um, he's, you know, he's a kid who sees space really well, whether it's close mm-hmm. around him or wider on the field or in behind got this innate ability to sense where there's opportunity, i.e. space. And whether it's kicking to it or passing to it through a longer pass or a shorter pass, he's really good at that. So, um, you know, he's he's, um, he's deserved his, his call-up, no doubt about that. Hey, Foxy, so we've, we've spoken about the type of player um, that you that you need to, to go in here. Let's talk a little bit about mm. what I noticed last year, and that was the opposition defensive lines and the way that... Yep. I guess the Andy Farrells and, and the league boys have bought this up and in defensive, uh, aggressive uh, defensive line-up against the All Blacks. It is sometimes it seems mm. to cut down the times of the Bodie Barretts and the Geordies and players like that. Yep. Have you guys thought a lot about that in the selection process and around how you're, going, how you're going to play against that and combat those defensive structures? Yeah, well, but it can be, that's only a small part of it about in terms of the talent, right? The, the issue is about the game. What have we got to do to blunt that opportunity, right? So there's been a lot of thought put in by the coaching group about how, how we're dealing with that. So we just got to get, you know, the, the best way to do it is to bend the D-line, right? How do you bend the D-line? Well, you get a quality set piece, you strike well, right? And you get your first, you know, one, two or three carries very effective, right? And once you do that and you've got the D-line backing off and you can get lightning quick ball, they can't bring heat, right? Mm. So... You just got to flip it round and actually cha- change it at source. So if they, you know, and you're not going to get, you know, you're not going to get that all the time because you know there's two teams in this contest and um, you know it's it's a it's a battle of attrition. So you're not always going to get what you want, but you want to get it more often than you don't. So it's not so much about um, looking at the, the talent pool to say how do we deal with that. It's actually about the game, 
right? Get the game right. Um, and, you know, that helps us. Now, that also applies to what the opposition bring, right? That, that You know, you, what I just talked about, they're trying to do. So we've looked at, you know, part of that selection. And so this is more about the selection without the ball. What can we do to, to, to blunt that, right? How are we going to stop them so that they can't do that to us? Um, and also, that's around mobility and agility because if you get guys to station really quickly, then you can come forward quickly. But if you're a bit slow getting into position and they've, they've, they've bent you and they've got LQB, you're scrambling, right? So again, that's, just, that's more about the game in many ways than it is about selection. Yep, no logs, no logs. Get set and get into position. Big uh, big yeah. thing I remember from being in that team, mate, was getting uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. measured yeah. on your mm. on your effort to get off the ground. Hey, Foxy, we asked yeah. uh, our listeners just to fire through a few um, questions your way, so I'll just read a couple yeah. for you. Morning, yeah. Laz, James from Christchurch here. Would love to know from Foxy if Thomas Umanga Jensen was close. I reckon he's been a standout for the Landers, his size and go forward. That's from James. Yeah, he was talked about a lot. I mean, we talk about a lot of players, right? There's hardly a player in Super Rugby that doesn't get talked about, and, and um, you know, he got our, he got our attention. Yeah. Um, but we can't pick everybody, right? No. It's it's pretty simple. It's it, it's it's as simple as that. So, um, and we still need some experience, right? So we got to, you know, we've picked Roger. Up. He's new there. He's, you know, I think it would be uncharitable to call him a project. He's still got mm. some development to do, but, but he's not far off being, you know, saying, and we, you know, saying you're 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 ready to go, is because we wouldn't be afraid of picking him, right? So, yeah. But you know, there's still a lot of upside in Roger. Um, you know, Davy Harbilly's a quality footballer. Mm. Um, you know, Rico's been, you know, absolutely on fire. Yeah. Um, you know, Quinta Pye's come to form, you know, later in the competition, but, you know, Quinn did well for us last year and he fits that sort of bigger, harder carrying profile that we've we've often had in our twelves. And mate, we know the quality footballer Jack Goodhue is. Um he's mm. been with us before and, you know, he's come back really well from a tough injury because often it takes another year. Well he's come back to it pretty well and he's not quite there yet, Jack, but there are glimpses. Of, with Jack, of what we, we've you know what we what we like about him, and we just think he can keep getting better. So um, that's the way that's that's where we've gone with that. Well, the biggest debate, and I'm going to throw it straight to you, is RTS. I thought yep. maybe with a little bit of room in front of him, would see him being able to open teams up, shoot, use his footwork, mate. Do you think he's a down and out uh, midfielder? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I absolutely do. Um, so again, you go back to what we were talking about before about if we can get our game right and create those opportunities. Mate, Roger's got great feet, you know, and, and we saw early in the competition his ability to skim people, then he got injured. Um, but, you know, you don't always get what you want in this game. So when he doesn't get what he, what he wants, i.e., you know, breaching, yeah. what he does is he, he, he can get between defenders and he's got good post-tackle fight, right? He keeps going. So Roger's not afraid of that channel. If, if she's a little bit blocked, he'll still go there. But he doesn't T-bone. He uses his feet to try and you know get a weak shoulder and get some ca- and carry in. So he's done he's done really well in that area. The other thing I'm really impressed with Rogers is he reads defence really well. You know, I think he makes good decisions on defence. Um, you know, at times he, he can be a little bit high on the tackle and get fended. Um, yep. You know, I think that will just take a little bit more time to get him a little bit lower and aiming at sort of midriff a little bit more, but. Um, mate, he, there's still plenty of growth in Roger yet. So, mm. you know, you remember a guy called Sonny Bill Williams who got picked when he was pretty green to rugby? Oh, yeah. So um, <laughs> he didn't turn out bad, did he? 
So um, you didn't turn out bad at all. So you know, there's still there's still plenty of room for growth for Roger here. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. All right, mate. Uh, last one. Ryan Fox paying $176 for a win at the US Open. <laughs> Can we course. back him? Yeah. Can we punt him? <laughs> <laughs> well, winning a major would be pretty amazing, wouldn't it? Um, oh, he's in good nick, and he's in a good space, Ryan, mentally. Um, he's had a couple of weeks break. Um, he'll be you know, he'll be the freshest he's been going into a major because normally he goes you into still a major his ear, Foxy? off the back of late. What's that? You still getting his ear like you used to do all the time? No, 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 mate, no, no, no. I think he's um, he's he's got a good team around him. Is he? He doesn't he doesn't need, he doesn't need my input. Um, um, when we're just we're just supporters. So we've got some. Oh, it's seventeen hours. I haven't seen the draw yet. I don't think it's the the draw. It's not out yet. But mate, he's just going to go into this major a bit fresher than most of them because he usually qualifies pretty late and and just goes from one event or a couple of events straight into a major with travel involved, which is. Not that easy. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll just see if he can um, carry on and get to the weekend. And you get to the weekend, we'll see what happens. Beautiful, mate. Oh, we're going to let you go and uh, rip into your, your duties, mate. Appreciate you coming on the show, Foxy. Awesome, okay. as always. Right, well man. done on selecting the, the All right. first All Blacks for July. Appreciate it. Cheers, man. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. Foxy. Jeez, he's confident, isn't he? He, he is. is he's well, he's got to be. He's, he's sure got, of himself, Kimpy. Yeah, he's got to be. He's got to be pushing out all the right messages and stuff like that. I thought some of the questions, like a you know, really good question from you around that too, is he, of why have you picked a player that is in the in the uh, in the competition this year, but leaving last year? Well, well, Charles Piertel was that same player. Mm. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, as we know, he went away. So, you know, they they do say the right thing so that people. They got to say it with um, confidence, Uncle. They got to. They got to say it with confidence, but yeah. you're, you know he's. That's why he's in the selection. I thought, you know, I thought he, I thought the answers from a selection point of view was really interesting because I've been around a selectors table selecting Kiwi teams before, um, and you do think about a lot, not just of the um, opposition and what they bring to the table, but the mix of players that you got. One of the one of the things that he really pointed out was that they need to be aggressive because mm. when he was saying mobility, agility, and power all the time, he he I was just going, well, that's what the other teams are bringing. So how do you combat it? How do you bend the line? How do you stop the defensive lines coming at you at 100 miles an hour? Yeah, of course that's game plan, but it's Great hard question, to execute mate. it if you've got the wrong people. Yep. Yeah, that, we'll uh, come back to that. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, we will actually, because I'd love to know exactly that. And and how do you how do you envision a player to play an actual game plan? Because there is a lot that goes on in between. There's a couple of good messages here as well. 24 minutes past eight o'clock, Peru in Australia. I reckon are going to penalties. 112th minute, and they're into Continental World Cup qualifier. That's still live in the SENZ app. If you want to tune over and catch, cross over and catch the last of that match, there we'll be back after this. It is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. 24 minutes past eight with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Hey, we'll talk to Kane Jones. He is a bloodstock agent at New Zealand Bloodstock before the end of the hour about their weanling sale. There's some great texts here we'll get to more after Aroha's news. Just one, just one from Richard. Going by the selection explanations, it seems perhaps that we are chasing the pack rather than leading the pack like we used to. Richard, really astute text, really astute judgment. And I th- think that that's not judgmental on the All Blacks to say that that's true. And I think we need to accept that, Izzy. 100%. Mate, we've been saying it with our game plan. Like, we, we have, we've always been the innovators. But now we are just the followers and... and 
yeah, like so we've always been leading the pack. Now we've been caught up and overtaken. So yeah, oh, that's a great text from Robert uh, Richard. Sorry, that one done. We'll get to Robert's text and we'll put that to you and Kempi after this. But here is Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. The Kenatai phone line is there for you at any stage. 0800 150 if you want to talk All Black selections. Australia and Peru still locked at nil all. I reckon they go into penalties. <laughs> SNZ 27 away from 9. We're talking some bloodstock yeah, weanling sales before the end of the year. Izzy's got his face nose deep in a couple of poached eggs. Courteous. Oh, he loves a cooked breakfast. Oh, loves a cooked breakfast. Courteous of uh, injured All Black who wasn't eligible for selection. Anton Leonard Brown. Good to see his spirits are high. Right now, Peru and Kimpy Peru is locked at nil all with Australia. Mm. Are we cheering for Australia here or not? No. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Yeah. Never, ever. Yeah, I completely agree. Hey, I forgot to mention, boys, what about the doggies last night, man? Unbelievable. As he's on the phone yesterday, he's, you know, they haven't got a coach. He's in the hey, change room on the big Zoom screen. You must have said something well to them. Is They're coming, mate. Told you, top eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're going to go on one of those runs again, eh? Yeah. 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 You know the scary part about that? The scary part about that? Is it's not looking bright for the Warriors, mate, and now they're two points out of the wooden spoon position. That's not scary. That's real life. That's, like, not paranormal at all. It's just exactly the situation we find ourselves in. So Australia and Peru are locked at nil Danny Hayes' men go at it with Costa Rica tomorrow, and Danny Hayes up for it. Two of so a bit of muffled audio there, but he's saying no crystal ball gaze, but the time is now for them. Paulie Moati, tab.co.nz will be taking a fair bit of action, I would have thought. I would hope on the All Whites tomorrow morning. I reckon we can do it. It's a big challenge, but you'll hear it live on SCNZ. Paulie Moati's on the line with us. G'day, Paul. Yeah, morning, boys. Good to see that uh, Izzy and Kempi are being looked after. Nice cooked breakfast. Cut it out. That's Izzy. He, everywhere he goes, Izzy's got... It's something that's part of his contract. They've got to bring him a cooked breakfast. But you can't put Izzy on to right now to defend himself because he's got a gob full of poached eggs. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm here. I'm here. No, 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 no. Don't hey, Paulie, ask, help, don't help get, Kempi. Don't ask, don't get. Paulie, how many, how many multis got blown out of the water last night with the Bulldogs one? Oh, wow. Unbelievable scenes. Uh, it was just ridiculous. Um, uh, Josh Adokar finally getting the ball. The uh, dogs decided to pass him or, or kick, uh, give him a few kicks through for him to get the ball. He scored three tries. In fact, Parramatta said, you're not giving him enough ball. So they pass him the ball as well. It was just a fair dinkum. Uh, uh, one of the biggest upsets we've seen this season. Um, but as you said, Australia, Peru, currently nil-nil. You can bet live on that match. Looks like we're going to be heading to penalties. And of course, the All-Whites tomorrow take on uh, Costa Rica. We've got a World Cup playoff double dip promotion on that as well. Just place a pre-match $10 or more bet on that New Zealand-Costa Rica uh, inter- intercontinental playoff match and get a $20 bonus bet to use on the Football World Cup. So your bet doesn't have to win. Just place a $10 or more bet on the New Zealand-Costa Rica game tomorrow. Uh, 
and get a $20 bonus bet to use on the Football World Cup. Paulie? Just having a look at the market. Yep. Sorry. Sorry to cut you off, mate. Um, do you – you seem like quite a – you're a man that understands finances. How much would your power bill cost a month? Like, what would your average power bill be? be? Uh, during winter, we're probably getting up around – Three hundred. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. So that's okay. So somebody's texted double eight double three, obviously meaning to text their flatmate. Hey, we have a two hundred dollar power bill due yesterday. I'll pay it today, but we can sort it out tonight. So somebody sent us that text message, and I was thinking if they've been leaving the heat pump on and the door open or something, but is that not that expensive? No, that's that's pretty good. I, I think they're being they're being pretty sensible. They must have some good insulation there because. Uh, <laughs> It takes a whole lot to warm our house up. I'll give you the tip. <laughs> well, whoever that is, good luck. Hopefully you have a bit of a play at the TAB today and you might be able to get some of that back. And last thing for me, Paulie, did you see that your former colleague, and I don't know if you worked at the TAB when Karen McAnulty was there, he's been given the Minister of Racing portfolio. So there was the minor reshuffle in the Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern's government and Cabinet yesterday, and Karen McAnulty's come out as the Racing Minister. So he's a former bookie. Yep, that's right. Uh, after he gets sworn in today, I'm going round to have a beer with him. Wow. Nice. <laughs> All of the contacts. Paulie Marty's pretty much is a government, the government minister for all things punting. Um, appreciate that, Paulie. Well done. Congratulations on knowing a minister. It's a big moment for you. <laughs> no worries. And don't forget, I'm head of entertainment for the Southern Bears as well. Yes, <laughs> yeah. There's a big meeting. There's a big meeting on this Friday, Paulie. Ooh, oh, and it's actually and I've called it. I've called it at SENZ. So we're going to have it in the cafe there and have a coffee. Ooh, Uncle, I'm in the studio Friday. You need me. Ooh, are you? You're going to have to come and say hello, mate. All right. You want the mascots there? 21 away from nine. TAB.co.nz. Download the TAB app. Kez is the only one out of you three that look like a bear. You other two look like cubs. <laughs> oh, oh! Am I a cub, Uncle? I'll take that. No, yes. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking oh, about. Uncle. I'm talking about the kitchen. Oh, the sad, kitchen. sad. Turning <laughs> you, away from you, mine. Hey, you look like a bear. Are you a big polar bear, mate? Don't you worry about that. <laughs> I tell you what, he's a big, big polar bear. Fast asleep when Wahaha Falls was winning. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right, let's get back on track. Speaking of fast horses, Kane Jones is going to try to sell us one. He's a bloodstock agent at New Zealand Bloodstock. They've got their wean lean sales coming up. We'll talk to him in New Zealand Bloodstock, where winning begins up after this Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. SENZ, it is quarter of away from nine o'clock. Now, I can tell you that Australia's per- first penalty they just took in their intercontinental play- uh, playoff penalty shootout against Peru was saved by the keeper, and Mr. Peru has just gone up and slotted his first one. So they are up 1-0 in the penalty shootout. Let's talk some thoroughbreds. Because following a dedicated weanling-only format for the second year, New Zealand Bloodstock's 2022 edition of the weanling sale will see 132 quality youngsters go under the hammer, under the gavel, at the Caracas Sales Centre on Friday, the 17th of June. Kane Jones, well, he's our man, isn't he? He's an excellent bloodstock agent with NZB. He's going to fill us in on all of the opportunities. He's on the line with us now. How are you doing, Kane? I'm great, Louie. It's nice to be chatting to you again. Absolutely, mate. Now, is are the rumours true that the big boss, Sebes, is, um, he's ditched the weanling sales because he's up at Ascot with a top hat on? 
Uh, not quite yet, no. I think that that would be his dream, but no, he um, he heads up later in the week. Oh, okay. No, I should have I should have <laughs> known. He would absolutely love that. How dare I even question that? Um, he would never ever get up there and miss a sale. What, t- talk to us about this yearling sale, and how about we start? What makes it different from sorry the weanling sale? What makes it different from the yearling sale? So, well, the main difference is these horses are a little bit younger than yearlings. So these horses are sort of six to ten months old. Um, they're essentially just babies. Um, and we've got a, um, a reasonably small but select catalogue of, of a whole lot of quality horses there. We've got um, young horses by Proven Sire, Savabeel, Pure Encanto, Ocean Park. Um, and we've got horses by young emerging sires, Tarzino, Savachi, El Manzor, and, and even a few new ones, um, Super Seth, Windspell, and Ten Sovereigns. So uh, really exciting times and um happy to have a look at them in the next few days and, and sell them on Friday. Okay, and, um, it's, been, it's been a difficult time for the sales over the last couple of years. Obviously COVID affected and uh, you haven't been able to do the things and get the travellers that you've been hoping to, but what's the expectations for this uh, this sale on Friday, mate? You expect a good turnout, good numbers? Yeah, absolutely. It has been um, pretty tricky times um, in the last few years for us and for everybody else. Um, I was actually at the Gold Coast um few weeks ago in Melbourne recently and a lot of the Aussies are coming over to um, Karaka this week and we've got our beautiful new uh, hotel there on site so they'll be staying there on site and it'll be it'll be great to welcome the, the Australians and obviously all the Kiwis back to Karaka and, and have a really good sale. Hey Kane, I assume everything sold then becomes Karaka Million nominated, is that right? Yep, absolutely, you're onto it, yep. Um, everything sold, um, everything that goes through the ring is eligible to be nominated for the Karaka Million. So uh, we've got the Million Dollar Karaka Million two-year-old race and the Million Dollar Karaka Million three-year-old mile, as well as the Stayers Cup um, there on out. So, yep, um, weanlings and um, and then when we get to yearlings in, in January are, are also eligible. So um, a really good incentive there. There was a was an experience I kind of got to see a wee, a, well two years ago now um, re- regarding pin hooking a wee Savabeel um, with Sammy Williams and Little Avondale stud with the boys get paid guys uh, and it was kind of a really cool experience I knew nothing about it so when I we hear the word pin hooking can you just break it down for people that wouldn't know what it is and wouldn't know what opportunity there is with these weanlings which are the younger horses to then potentially sell again. Yeah, so pin hooking is essentially uh, buying a horse with the view to on-sell it, uh, preferably for a profit at the um, at a later stage. So the most common sort of forms of pin hooking are out of this sale to resell at the yearling sale or uh, to buy yearlings and resell at the ready-to-run sale. So um, it's not for the faint-hearted. It's not just a matter of buying a horse and selling it for a massive profit. Um, there's a bit of skill and expertise and a lot of luck needed, but um, but there can there can be some great results. We saw last year uh, Mark Baker bought a beautiful El Manzor Colt out of this weaning sale for 145, and he sold it at this year's Karaka sale for 260 or 280 um, thousand. So um, a great result there. And and yeah, we we at New Zealand Bloodstock we can help with pin hooking and offering um, finance options and things like that to help you along. He's a pretty sharp, sharp operator, isn't Mark? Hey, last one, Kane, then we'll let you carry on with your day. What's the deal with Valachi Downs? Because I know that's under sale, isn't it? Um, it was up for sale. It's actually changed hands now. Okay. Um, so Lib Patania has bought 
uh, Valachi Downs just recently. Um, but the horses are up for uh, full dispersal. So we've got 20 beautiful weanlings um, in our supplementary catalogue on Friday. They will actually be sold first before the main catalogue. Um, and they've got some, some beautiful horses there. There's a, there's a Savabelle Colt that will uh, quite possibly top the sale. Um, nice Savabelle Philly. There's Almanzors. There's um, US Navy flags. Um, there's, there's a beautiful lineup there. So um, that's exciting and a good boost for the sale. And then we've got broodmares and, and racehorses coming up on Gavel House Plus. So keep an eye on that as well. Awesome, mate. Love it. And of course, Sir Peter Valor and uh, good luck to him and everyone involved in New Zealand Bloodstock, but especially him with Home Affairs racing this weekend. Uh, he's got a couple of horses, I know, up there racing at Royal Ascot this week, so it must be so exciting for everyone. Great to catch up with you, Kane. Good on you, Louis. Cheers, guys. There you go. Cheers, mate. Um, Kane Jones, very sharp racing mind. This penalty shootout, boys, is tense. So I think it's even now. The Australian goalkeeper got a save back. I think it might be about four penalties each. Izzy, Kempe doesn't want Australia to progress. What do you want? Oh, I'm the same as Kempe. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone but the Aussies, mate. I love my my SEN crew over in Australia, but get up, Peru. Come, Come on. on, Peru. Uh, a text we Peru's got. close to Israel. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> go yeah, yeah, reach. You find that, mate. Uh, and mm. one text we got earlier in the show, Louis, there are some beautiful images and clips today on the Chris Waller Racing Instagram page. Beautiful horses yeah. on the road to the race. It's been great watching. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, so Nature Strip tonight, 2.40. Home Affairs later on in the weekend. It's so exciting for everyone. Well done, Sophie Baker and Charlie Duckworth, everyone that's running that set up there with Chris Waller. It's been great viewing. And do you reckon Nature Strip wins? Is he just blind faith? Do we just have blind faith in the, the great one? Blind faith, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Yeah, I reckon it wins. I reckon it wins. But I'll be, yeah, I'll probably watch a replay, let's be honest. You're not going to get up at 240? <laughs> no. Kimpy, what are you doing? Are you staying out in Queensland? Are you going to go skiing on those knees? Mate, I hope to, I hope to get out. The snow's, come, the snow's coming in at the moment. So, um, yeah, well, I'm set up down here. I'm Uncle, happy to stay will here I be for playing the golf on Sunday? Nah, oh, no chance. Bring down a snow plead. Uh, what do you call it? No, one of those snow sleds where the kids, mate, because you'll probably be doing that. <laughs> and um, okay. Kez has said Aussie's closer to Israel by 50 kilometres, so... There you go. Seven away from... <laughs> the beer. The beer. Seven away from nine. <laughs> oh, Peru. They have got the acid on Australia. We'll let you know what's happened on the other side of this. Or you can go to the SENZ app and scroll across any of the Australian stations and catch the last kick of this penalty shootout, potentially up after this, as well as Smithy, the doyen on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.